Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. BA joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. We, we miss you here in the studio, Brian. Yeah, it's empty today. <laughs> Listen, I can't believe it's been a full week. I know. I cannot believe it's been a full week. But more importantly, going back to what you were just talking about, who's halfway through a movie and still doesn't have their movie popcorn. Don't, isn't that something that you buy, like, right after the ticket? You walk in, you get in line, you get your popcorn, and then you head to the movie? Who needs to be reminded? So, B.A., yesterday I ended up going to a movie, okay? My wife and I went with a couple of friends of ours. And you know, I walk up, and the small popcorn is seven ninety nine. The large, the medium was eight ninety nine, and the large was nine ninety nine. Well, I, I love popcorn. So, you know, why would you get a small and, and when you, for two more bucks you can get the whole thing? So I get this big tub of popcorn. I'm I'm just devouring it. My wife's having some. And then she said uh, she's had enough. Okay. So I finished it. We get done with the movie. We're walking out. I, I had to go to the bathroom. I said, hey, hold this for a second. She, Did you eat all that? And I said, why, no. Of course not. You ate that before. No, you ate all that. Yes, I did. Congratulations. And it was dang good. <laughs> Hey, you you want to hear a loser story? Yes. This is a, I had a spring training when I was playing for the, uh, the Diamondbacks that I'll bet you in the course of, of a spring, you know, five, six weeks, I probably went to 17 or 18 movies by myself. I would just go, you know, pick out a movie and go and watch it by myself. And then on some of the off nights where I'm not going to go to the movies, but I'm going to watch a movie back at the apartment I was staying at, I would swing by – that uh, theater and just, you know, the doorman got to know me and I'd be like, Hey, I'm, I'm not here for a movie. I'm just here to buy a bag of movie popcorn to take back to my apartment. <laughs> and I would just go in and buy the large popcorn, put it in the car and, and drive back to the place. That's how much of a loser with movie popcorn. I am. <laughs> and by the way, last night, uh, speaking of movies, I didn't go to the movies, yeah. but I actually made a purchase and streamed a movie last night. Um, first time I've watched basically a, a new release, and maybe it's not even a new release at this point, uh, but watched a movie forever. I, I, I got that uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, awesome. I mean, are you kidding me? I may watch it again tonight. Har- Harper's got a, uh, a flag football game at 645, uh, Friday night under the lights. And when she gets done with that, I may peel back to the house and watch it again. What an awesome flick that is. Yeah, we watched it for the first time a couple of weeks ago too. I just think it's it, it was better than the first one. I it thought was. it was. Yeah, it I'm was not... phenomenal. It's so well done. All right, before we get to sports, 
because I mean we've already talked for five minutes. We need to tell everyone the story of your hat. Oh, <laughs> dude, and I knew it. I knew it when I walked into the studio because I got there early, and I laid my hat down. You know, walk into the studio down to the right. I laid the hat and said to myself, "Don't forget your hat." Of course, of course. An hour and fifteen minutes of mixing it up with you guys uh, and the fans out there, and I forgot the hat. Oh, so he did. So we played logistics at way too much. At one point, the hat had gone to Peter Lynn's house. Yeah, we really overthought this. <laughs> and and uh, like, and then here's me. I'm like, okay. At at one point, it went to Peter Lynn's house, and it almost ended up at a high school dance last week, so that he could get it back. Now uh, nice. we're just holding it hostage in the back of Menegan's car, and then he'll ship it off here. Ba, it's getting sent out when I walk out of the studio today. Boys, listen, I, I know, and that hat was brand new. I bought that down here, uh, and, and literally you have no use for it down here in Florida. When I went back home, perfect. I wore it into the studio, and like I said, I that uh, laid it right there in the foot. At least we have it. At least we have it, and eventually it'll get back to me. Nice. Hopefully before I come back up there again. That's outstanding. Brian Anderson joining us. You were at uh, Guards, is it Guards Fest or Guard Fest? It was Guards Fest, right? Guards, yeah. Yep, yep. How was it? Did you have fun? I did. I, I did. I, I really enjoyed it. I'll tell you, you know, they, they bring some of the alumni back and, uh, and they ask an awful lot of you. I mean, it was a full day. I, I pulled in there around 8.15 in the morning and I got back to the place that I was staying at 8 o'clock that night. Wow. And you're busy. I had an hour break in the middle of the day, which I spent half of that talking to fans, uh, not even in the, in the green room, just without mixing it up with some people that I had, had run into. But it was uh, it was great. It, it really was. I you know I had a I had four one hour autograph sessions, if you can believe that, four of them. And amongst that, then spent time out at the pitching cages where you know you know kids and and women and children and men you know were trying to light up the radar gun. I uh, got to go play wiffle ball with the kids out on a baseball field. Had a had a round a pitcher's round table on the main stage with uh, Eli Morgan and Trevor Steffen and uh, Sam McDowell and Carl Willis. Uh, Charlie Nagy was there, um, so that was a lot of fun. Got to do uh, you know just some different media things, and it, I mean it was it was an absolute blast. It was a full day. It was a long day. It was a tiring day, but it was it was so much fun. What and was there your... were a ton of fans there. What was I, your... the, the, I thought the turnout was great. Sorry, hey, what was your biggest takeaway? From the day, and like when you walked out of it, you were like, "I didn't realize that," or I was surprised people wanted to know. Oh wow! Um, yeah, shoot. I you know I'll tell you the the thing that I well I, I'll tell you this, this surprised me the number of people that remarked that when they weren't watching the Indians they were watching the race. And, and watching me wow. broadcast with the Rays. I, I heard that enough that I thought, wow, that is, that's really strange. So you hear it once, okay. You hear it, you know, six, seven, eight times from different fans throughout the course of the day. Like, yeah, we, we, we like to catch Rays games and listen to you. I thought that was really, really interesting and, and, and really cool. But um, other than that, it was just the excitement of the season. It got me excited for the season. You know, when, when baseball's over – it's over and I watch the rest of the playoffs and I watch the world series and then I'm done. I'm done. I check out of baseball. You know, you, you keep track of, you know, the big signings and, and big baseball news. But for the most part, I just kind of eject myself from, from baseball and try to enjoy the off season. And then all of a sudden you get thrust into guards fest and it got my blood boiling. I mean, I was like, man, I can't wait. And it's right around the corner uh, for the season to get started. There was, there was a lot of excitement there. And obviously, 
because of what the Guardians were able to do last year, win the division by double digits, uh, knock the Rays out of the playoffs, give the Yankees a run for their money. You know, there there just was a lot of excitement there, and it got me fired up for the season, which, like I said, you know, a few weeks away, the the boys are going to report. B.A., with the spring training camps opening in, in a couple of weeks, tell me how the game is today for a guy who walks into camp as opposed to, you know, when, when you broke in, do guys have to show up ready to go? Do pitchers show up, you know, ready to throw a full bullpen? H- how does it work? What do they do in the offseason to get ready? Are the days of guys showing up and, and, you know, getting into shape, I think are pretty much over, but I wonder to what extent is that true? It's yeah, that, that's very much true. That it is not show up to spring training and, and then all of a sudden get yourself ready to go for the, for the season. It, it's such a competitive game. Uh, you know, the way that these different organizations, the in, or the, excuse me, the Guardians being one of them, uh, as well as the Rays, you know, you're, you're going to use your entire 40-man roster. I, I mean, the number of players that are going to get opportunities, and guys understand this. So they are working very hard in the offseason. I think the offseason programs are better designed than when I was, you know, when I was playing. You know, they would send you home with these are things we want you to focus on. Here are your off-season workouts. It is more hands-on now. And so I think the information exchange between players and the training staff and the coaching staff is better. You know, coaches are out on the road visiting guys. Guys are coming into the city that they play for, uh, you know, to, to check in and to get some workouts in. So it's a lot more hands-on and, and, you know, and guys are ready to go. And so when spring training opens, even though at that point you're going to try to take it slow with these guys and, and all of a sudden the pitchers are going to get the slow buildup, they are – they're ready to go. They're ready to cut it loose. And I think most guys would tell you that they could put the pedal of the metal, you know, a little bit quicker than they're going to be allowed to once camps open up, but that's for their own protection and to make sure that it's a slow build because it's a long season. Yeah. BA, I just, I think, you know, we talk about all oh, pitchers and catchers report, pitchers and catchers report. I mean, really, I know you talked about the slow build, but what does that mean? Like to a fan that's trying to figure out, well, I don't understand why are the pitchers and catchers there? so much earlier than the position players, especially when we talk about baseball on a 12-month cycle right now where, you know, it's not like guys just they they go to their off-season job and then they would come in and and spring training was where they got used to it, which was probably a long time ago anyway. But, you know, what actually happens there for a pitcher when they report way before the position players who are supposed to be there? And by the way, the position players, there's a lot of them there already, right? I mean, it's not like we say they have to report, but there are a lot of guys there already. Yeah, they, they, there's a lot of guys that get there, and, and they're basically, you know, on their own program. You know, they're, they're going to roll in. Uh, they're going to stretch. They're going to take ground balls probably. They're going to go into the cage and hit off the tee. They're going to hit off the pitching machines. They're going to hit off, you know, the, the coaches and get their swings in. They're going to be doing that, but it's all going to be separate. It's going to be away from the pitchers and catchers. And really what, what it is is, you know, the coaches want to get their eyes on these guys. Okay, where are you? You know, we, we, we think we know where you're at. Uh, you've been following the program, but where are you? You show up, you're going to throw some bullpens. They want to see you off the mound working with different catchers. Maybe whatever you've been working on going into a season, maybe it's a new pitch. Uh, you know, maybe it's working on elevating the fastball. You're going to work on that through a couple of bullpens. 
before you then will slowly build into facing hitters, facing live hitters. And that gives the hitters, the position players, when they finally do show up, it gives them an opportunity to get into the box and see live pitching. Because for the most part, they've been hitting off of machines and they've been taking BP, but they haven't been seeing live pitching and, and pitchers cutting it loose, breaking balls, change-ups, splits, you know, everything that you're going to see during a season. So the pitchers will throw a couple of bullpens. They'll build into the live BP session, which is that. And then shortly after that, you're going to start your schedule. You're going to start your spring training schedule, and guys are going to go out and throw an inning or two and slowly build from there so that when it's all said and done and you're getting ready to break camp and head back to your, uh, back to your city, that, that the pitchers are built up where the coaching staff wants them. And it's a little bit different than it used to be because they would build us up to the point where our first game out, you could go seven, eight innings. I mean, I look back at some of my pitching lines, you know, when I was with the Diamondbacks, my first, second start, I'm going eight innings. Well, that, that doesn't happen a whole lot anymore. They build these guys up to go out there and, and go five or, or six and, and, you know, and, and continue to build from there because they're asking these guys to pitch basically at max effort. So that's why you don't see guys getting as deep in the game. So whatever that buildup is, you'll do that in spring. You know, you'll go an inning, 15 pitches. Next outing, two innings and 30 pitches, three and 45. And that's what you'll do through your outings to make sure that you're ready for the season. But you get there early because they want to see you. They want to see you off the mound under their supervision. They want to see things you've been working on. You've got a lot of time that you're going to spend out on the field covering first base, understanding pickoff plays, you know, just all of these different things to get you back into the groove uh, of a baseball season. It's funny because I find the same thing happens in broadcasting. You know, there was a year where they're like, hey, we don't need you to do any spring training games this year. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, even though you go up to the booth and you're just going to call a game, it's still spring training for me too. I want a, a game or two to kind of knock the cobwebs off, knock the rust out, and, and start to feel comfortable in the booth again. And it's, it's just like the players. B.A., don't worry, the hat's on the way. Well, that, is, that is awesome because it's so chilly down here. <laughs> Brian, thanks, buddy. Thanks, B.A. All right, all right, boys, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the games this weekend. Yes, sir. Can't wait for those. Brian Anderson joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.